There is treasure in and beyond your pain. What you seek is seeking you, beloved. To feel, transmute and alchemize pain is your power. And this power is within you right now. If you'll only give yourself permission to access it. To tune in to the truth of who you are. To allow the healing of your soul. Self-healer. Rise. Hi beloveds, I hope you're all okay. I am just sat in nature just enjoying I don't know if you can hear the birds in the background, but I'm just enjoying my own existence here. And I thought, well, you know, what a great environment to do a podcast in. And apologies that I didn't release a podcast yesterday, but it's because I had a single release, uh, my single, The Awakening, I released on iTunes and all of the online stores worldwide. And you can check out the music video on YouTube as well. I'll actually put a link in the description of this podcast below if you want to check that out. So I kind of wanted that to be the focus of my creativity yesterday. So today... um, well, I'm actually recording this, I think, three days before. No, it's Sunday today. So two days before I'm actually... Well, it's Sunday and you're going to hear this on Tuesday, basically, if you're hearing it right now. We might not actually be listening to it when I actually release it. Anyway, why am I waffling? I don't know. So anyway, just something that I've been really thinking about because this is three years ago. Beloveds, I had a massive spiritual awakening when I watched... Um, or it was a further spiritual awakening when I watched the documentary Earthling. And one of the reasons why I wanted to specifically talk about the importance of plant-based, uh, a plant-based diet or, you know, veganism is really, and, and I just want to say this before, if you feel uncomfortable listening to this, I think it's still, a, you know, a good idea to expand your consciousness and actually listen to maybe a perspective that you're, you don't currently hold. And of course, if this doesn't align with you, then of course you don't have to listen. It, it's just going to align with those that want to listen. So, and I always say that anyway, you know, if it doesn't, if something doesn't align with you, nobody's telling you what to do and what to say. It's, it's if something aligns with you intuitively, then you're going to continue to listen. When, you see, I was brought up vegetarian. Or at least I thought I was vegetarian my whole life. We actually ate fish every now and again, so we were technically pescatarian. But we don't. We would only have certain amount of certain types of fish, like um, haddock, um, mackerel, tuna. Uh, we wouldn't eat things like prawns or the majority of sea creatures that most pesca- pescatarians eat. So we labelled ourselves as vegetarians. And for the most part, being vegetarian was really to do with health. It was to do with uh, you know health that was linked to spirituality as well. But I, you know, I've always had an intuitively negative negative view on eating animals. So I'm not going to go too far into how I feel about something because I feel that my feelings about something, and of course your feelings and your emotions are truth. They are truth. But I think for the sake of this podcast, I just want to just dive into a different perspective and may, maybe leave my own feelings toward the end of the podcast if you even get that far listening. But anyway, one of the really important things that I think, uh, oh, again, sorry, this is really like a really unfocused podcast, but anyway, I'm going to continue. And if it is really windy, I might have to re-record this. But um, yeah, so it's been three years this June since I went vegan. So this is why I feel like I want to talk about it it's on my podcast now because I haven't really spoken about it. And so when we think of a 
not necessarily a utopian society, but when we think of justice, when we think of world peace, when we think of love, does that include for you the trauma and slaughter of sentient beings? I'm going to try to come at this podcast not from a a sort of kind of ideological perspective, like I'm some sort of like advertisement for the veganSociety.co.uk or something, you know. I just want to be able to really ask a few questions to see where your true heart really resonates. Because I know that certain things are not right theoretically. For example, if I'm going to buy hair extensions, I will make sure they are ethical or they're non-human. Because for me, I have an issue with being ignorant to what you're contributing to. So if you know that girls in India are having, are having all their hair cut off so that girls all around the world, because everybody's wearing hair extensions these days, can wear hair, and yet they're suffering or they're donating hair to their gods in their temples, thinking that they're doing something of, of a spiritual practice when really that hair's being sold around the world, right? If you know that your behavior or an action is directly affecting somebody else's life in a negative perspective or in a negative way. It's causing somebody else harm. Then eventually on our spiritual path, we come to a point when we have to actually take responsibility for that. Now, animals are sentient beings. So for me, when I realized they were sentient, when I, when I really researched that, I was just like, oh, wow. I mean, I love animals and I don't want them to, you know, I don't want them to die. And there was a time, beloved, where I ate uh, chicken for, I think, about five years. And every time I took a bite into that chicken, I had to cover it in, like, loads of vegetables. I had to cover the bread because I just, I know this sounds very weird, but I couldn't actually eat into the chicken without thinking about an animal being slaughtered. I had to literally desensitize myself to it to the point where I couldn't do it anymore I hadn't I didn't go vegan but I just couldn't eat the chicken anymore I couldn't eat the fish so I just went back to being vegetarian and as I went deep into my spiritual journey it was only a matter of time before I started questioning things where I started to realize that as I was going deeper into self-realization that I don't want to contribute to anyone's suffering and even up until now, there have been areas of my life where I have hurt people and I take responsibility for that. And I'm doing the inner work to be able to change the external reality of that. That's not me claiming to be anything that I'm not. And I've always said, you know, don't look up to me. Just, you know, whatever empowerment you take from me, take that and, and do your own inner work with it. But I'm not a perfect human being. And, you know, I forgive myself for, you know, contributes contributing to so much suffering of other beings and I think we all contribute to other beings suffering to some extent even when you become extremely self-aware because again you're not even responsible for how somebody responds or somebody somebody reacts to what you've said or done but when your in actions are hurting another when you for example you may have seen a few slaughterhouse videos on YouTube and that might not have convinced you to go vegan but when you really see, and this documentary that I saw was extremely um, transparent about the um, animal entertainment industry um, and zoos and etc. It was very transparent about 
um, animalaga culture, um, the makeup industry, everything. It, basically, we were using animals for everything. I mean, even take perfume, for example. It's the scent of a deer. You know, we're taking the scent of another animal. And when you really understand what it really means to be a sentient living being, you start to you start to make sense of things. You know, you have a an animal companion as opposed to a pet, because then, then you know we don't own them, the companions. When we have an animal companion, a cat or a dog or a goldfish, whatever it is, you have a lot of empathy that goes toward that being. Pigs are three times more intellectual than dogs and are, sorry, let me repeat that. Dogs are just as intelligent as three-year-old children. They are also as intelligent even more than dogs. Sentient meaning they experience pain, right? And they're aware of their own existence. To have someone come into your home and to take your dog and to torment that dog in ways that are just so unimaginable. And then to cut apart your dog's body will bring up certain emotions, or if it's your cat, will bring up certain emotions in you. And you know that that would be wrong, right? And again, it's not, it's not about wrong and right, but it is wrong for that animal. It's, it's a wrong action for that animal because the animal wants to live and you're taking that life away from the animal. So when we buy things like cow's milk, chicken, fish sandwich, whatever it is, a sausage roll, we see that, for the most part, as just food. But it's not food. Fruits and veg would be food because they're not sentient in that same way that they can feel their own nervous system and they can feel their own feelings. So when we're going out and buying a, a, a sandwich with meat in it, what we're actually doing is we're giving our money, and again, money is energy. Your energy is your true currency. You're giving your money to somebody who's going to torment and butcher and slaughter a being that can feel in exactly the same way you do, that resists that pain. You know, it's not like animals. You know, some beings say that, I know from a specific spiritual perspective, there are some beings and some traditions that would say, well, animals are giving, their, giving themselves up so that we can eat. I don't believe that. I don't, I don't feel that that sits right in my heart because if that was true, then the animal wouldn't resist the, resist the pain. Animals want to live, but they are our companions. They have every right to be on this earth, which is another sentient being, if you didn't know. As we do, we share this planet. And well, people will say, well, certain animals eat their young. Yeah, but we're not, we're not animals. <laughs> and we don't eat our young. You know, so to use, a, to use a standard of animals do this, for example, animals eat other animals. Yeah, well, animals eat the young and we're not animals. And we have that freedom to choose. We have that intellect to choose, to see a situation where an animal is suffering 
and to realise that they, what they actually do in, in the animal agriculture is they actually adrenalise the blood so that the meat tastes better. They traumatise the animal and beloved, this is a real thing. You only have to look, go and watch the documentary Earth Thing and you will have a true spiritual awakening out of that documentary because your heart will be become, your heart will just break wide open and you will see reality for what it is. You will see the pain. And what they do is they, they traumatize the animal more. Like not just killing the animal for meat, they traumatize the animal to adrenalize the blood. That's a standard practice so that the, so that the meat tastes better. And you have to, at some point in your spiritual journey, you have to come to a point where you're just like, does that really settle right with me? You know, if we're all required to grow our own food, would you be okay to go out and go and kill your own meat with your own bare hands? You see, it's really easy for us to not really think about our actions. And I'm saying this about myself as well. Is to hide behind the packaging, to hide behind the fact that you've exchanged money for this piece of meat and again your money is currency energy is a currency so everything that you're doing you're supporting it's the demand and supply supply and demand the reality is we live in it in the realm of duality where it it just is that animals do die and animals are killed for food because people have that choice of whether they want to do that or not but if we didn't live in this realm of duality where the mother births the son, you have the mother aspect or the feminine aspect of God and you have the son aspect or the father aspect and the mother comes first. If we didn't have this realm of duality, how would we even know what right is for us as individuals? And I want to even go beyond what is good or bad. But is it right for that animal to die? Not whether it's good or bad. It's, you know, it's, it's going beyond whether something is good or bad. Just see, see bigger than that. See, is it causing this being suffering? And some people want to label that bad. Just being able to see the situation for what it is. And so, on a spiritual perspective, contributing to a sentient being's trauma and death is not in alignment with with the, the highest the highest self. And of course, if you're operating in your lower self, that might just be your reality. But as you transcend and you, you expand your consciousness, you realize that from my higher self, I don't look at things as this is bad and this is good. And I don't judge things as, oh, you're a bad person. Oh, you're a good person. Because again, in that, that's duality. That's duality. That's existing within duality, having to pick a side. When you expand your consciousness, you realize that your higher self does not want to cause harm to another being. Your higher self does not want to contribute to the death of an innocent baby chicken. And by the way, when you're eating eggs and you think that as a vegetarian, you're not contributing to, to the suffering of animals. Oh, beloved, and it's the same with, with milk as well. As soon as a chicken is born... All male chicks get killed straight away. All of them. There's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of them just get killed straight away simply because they're male. Because of the, they're no use to, 
they're no use in the egg industry. So these beautiful sentient beings are coming into life only just to die straight away based on their sex. Right? When it comes to milk, and this really hit me as well because I was drinking cow's milk up until three years ago and I had no idea. You know, even as a feminist, you can't really be a feminist and drink milk because the reproductive system of the cow, which is a sentient mother, she is the most motherly animal there is who bellows for her cow her babies when they take the cows away when they take the babies away most of the babies get killed because the only reason they impregnate the the, the female cow cows are female of course and the way in which they actually impregnate the cow is very disturbing it's it's called a rape rack that's the actual name of it where they have a fist stuck up their anus and um the bull semen injected into them that's rape beloveds that's not only trauma not only having their child their, their beloved baby calf taken away from them and be murdered simply because they don't need the calf because they're only pregnant so they can get milk remember it's about milk in the in the dairy industry right So when you're buying your milk, it's not just that you're buying milk. And it's not just the cows. Sorry, beloveds, this is really windy. It's not just the cows that are suffering every day. They have to stand for hours and hours and hours and hours a day. Having their milk pumped from them with machines. They're not by hand. It's by a machine that gives them ulcers and the blood gets into the milk. And by the way, the blood is in the milk. The pus is in the milk. They add bovine growth hormones to the milk. Um, bovine growth hormones to the, you know, injected into the cow there's feces in the milk and obviously they, they colour or dye the milk so that you don't see it so it's not just harming the animal it's harming you as well because the way in which an animal dies when the animal is slaughtered and I don't mean killed I mean slaughtered the state in which a being dies upon the very last minute the very last second of death is the energy that's then transferred to the individual, the human being that then eats the animal. This is pure trauma. And you wonder why so many people are stressed. So many people are hot and bothered. So many people are angry because you've got that trauma, very, very deep trauma that you're eating every day. It's trauma. It's pain. And from a higher source level, my consciousness doesn't align with that it becomes it becomes less about good and bad and what your consciousness aligns with bit of a trigger warning here but when i saw in the documentary earthling where a dog you know obviously for the makeup industry or i think it might have been you know even even just to do with even buying leather these cows are having their skin with no with no anesthetic beloveds their skin just ripped off them these are sentient beings who feel just as deeply as we do. Can you imagine how that would feel just to have someone come up to you and just rip your skin off? I know it's going a bit deep, but this is why people are vegan. Vegans are not just crazy people that don't know why they're vegan. They have a reason for being vegan or plant-based. And not, you know, not everybody is the same. People are doing it for environmental reasons. Some people are doing it for ethical reasons. Some people are doing it for spiritual reasons that are not even to do with the ethical, ethical standpoint, which is very weird, but it's a real thing. <laughs> um, 
and obviously again veganism and plant-based would be different and I'm, I'm sure i can talk about that another time but it's really important that we see that we are all contributing to the trauma that we're seeing as a collective it's not just oh the trauma out there you know it's not just oh that child was sexually abused or that child was raped and it's you know not really bothered that child is you we're all a part of the same source just different expressions of that source so if another being is hurting down the road that's an that's you because we're all one you know and it's like i really do believe that it's some i don't know if this is true it's just something that's coming through but Maybe at one point animals didn't need to eat animals. Think about it. Animals don't go around just killing animals for the sake of it, beloveds. They only do it when they're hungry. They have respect for life to a degree, you know? They, they, they kill because they're hungry. And I'm sure at one point they probably wouldn't even have to have done that. They might have just, I don't know, been herbivores. Who knows? Who knows, beloveds? Who knows? It's just something that's just coming through. But again, we're not animals. And we have a responsibility to this planet, to this, this, this earth represents our body. Earth is also an anagram of heart. So when we're connected to earth, when we're connected to our own hearts, you know, the cells in our body, we are the cells on this earth, on this planet. When we are respectful of life at the most basic level, we don't want to cause harm to a sentient being. We don't want to do that. And again, maybe this is just me talking about the ethical standpoint. But again, there's the health standpoint as well, which, again, you get all of your protein and your iron from fruits and vegetables. And where do you think the cows get their iron from, their protein from? It's from, well, it used to be from the grass. <laughs> but now, where do you think all of the soya that apparently is bad for the environment, that 90% of soya is being fed to cows. So they're actually being fed with protein from soy not protein from the grass why even get secondhand protein when you can just eat greens and i know it's not favorable to those that have not had their palate cleansed because you have got that mucus of of, of the milk and you know you don't have the desire to eat fruit and vegetable fruits and vegetables because um of the routine of, of blood and pus and, and all the kind of stuff that you're used to. And I know that that, that sounds harsh, but when, you, when you're able to see from a spiritual perspective, you're able to see. And this is why we're so, con we're so distracted with the media and music and the educational system and history, which is based on lie. Well, it is just a lie, basically, in order to support a narrative or a specific, specific agenda. When you become whole and you're, you're, you're able to go within yourself and you realize that you create your own reality, you're able to see the facade. Every time I, you know, I, what, most of my food is shopped organically and through a co-op, but when I'm at a normal supermarket and I see the happy eggs, I don't know if you have happy eggs in the, in the US or wherever you're from, I just think that's such an oxymoron. What do you mean happy eggs, happy chickens? There's nothing happy about their reality. It might make us happy. But it does, it's not happiness in their reality. They're going through pain and trauma. Or when I see happy cow, and I'm just like, well, I think happy cow is uh, a rating review website, I think, for vegan food. But, but I think there's another, I'm sure there's another um, brand of milk called happy cow or something. And they're always using, you know, it's like the happy meal. 
It's an oxymoron because at the end of the day, there's a dead sentient being in that little box, <laughs> you know, and, it, and, and it's, I'm not laughing because of that. I'm laughing at the irony of it is that you're teaching your children at a subconscious level that it is, is good to kill. Happy meal. You know, it's, it's, it's all indoctrination. And when you realize you can get protein, I mean, I have no problem getting my protein or my iron. In fact, I was anemic when I was vegetarian and now I'm not. Not because I've consciously been like, oh, I need to not be anemic and I need to take all these iron tablets. No, just naturally by the amount of greens that I eat. When I had my bloods tested, um, sometime after I went vegan, actually, they were just like, no, your bloods are fine. And I've had my bloods taken quite a few times and every single time it comes back perfectly normal. You're not deficient in, in anything, really. You are deficient in vitamin D, of course. Being in England, hello, <laughs> most of us are, but me being melanated, it's really important for me to get vitamin D. And sunlight, too. But anyway, it's just, it's just really important to bring this discussion up because I feel that just even as I'm sat here... You know, I have to come to a place where, I, you know, I forgive myself for the amount of milk I had for years and fish here and there, chicken here and there when I did eat chicken for five years. But I think it's just something I think my, my I don't really have an agenda with this podcast. What I really want to do is just ask the question is just to plant that seed in your mind to see whether at a deep level you're able to go within yourself and really be honest about that. You know, being honest about the foods that you're eating. And, and this is this is an area for me where I'm still working on it. You know, I'd say 80% of the time I eat organic food and I don't really eat junk food. But every now and again, I will eat junk food and I'm very aware that it has chemicals in it. And I'm very aware of that. And, and yet still it's a choice. And yet still I'm on a journey, you know. Um, I might use some makeup products that are vegan but they're not organic so again it's not harming the animals but who is it harming it's harming me because there's toxins in this makeup and I'm aware of that and I do all I can to be as homeopathic as possible and as close and live a life as close to nature as possible and yet it's still a journey so I'm not saying that oh I listened to Amy Letitia's podcast and now I have to go and be vegan you don't have to do anything this is your life and your journey and, and my messages will just resonate with those that they resonate with I keep it real. I keep it real. I really do. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to keep it brief. And just keep it that. Have a lovely day, beloveds.